Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. (laughs) Do we we even know what you're talking about? What are you talking about? What are you trying to tell me? (laughs) I really honestly felt like I was having a conversation with Tanner. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Are you ready? Sure. It's episode 116. Okay. Talk to me. Oh, (laughs) communication, communication. (laughs) It's all about communication. Mm -hmm. And before we start with our talk about communication. (laughs) The flip report. The flip report. (laughs) What do you have to tell us today? Okay, so I went by the house yesterday to a walkthrough. Mm -hmm. Um, My contractor was not there because he was driving to... New Orleans to get the subway tile that I picked out for the bathroom. Got it. A little mishap there. Not a mishap, Mm -mm. but I calculated wrong because as I mentioned last (gasps) week, sometimes the price is per piece. And so I'm walking down the tile aisle and it's like everything from $5.99 a foot to $19 a foot, like very expensive stuff. Okay. Then the one that I wanted, like I went there Looking for that one. I wanted this tile. Okay. A dollar twenty-nine. Yay. Woohoo. Not so I ordered um all of the square footage of it and they're like, that'll be five thousand dollars. And I was like, but why? But you said a dollar. And it's per piece. And you were like, and each piece is point one four square foot <laughs> it wasn't it was barely a, a over a tenth of a square foot so it was basically okay. 10 times the price <laughs> that you thought in your li- thought. in your little flipper brain yeah you were like yippee Woo-hoo, i got a great deal oh man that's so much more than i thought i would have still got it because it's what i wanted to get that's why they price it that way my friend <sighs> because they know exactly what happened to you was going to happen to someone else yes yes well and i didn't see anything else i liked anyway okay. Like, there wasn't other options. Okay. Well, so it is what it is. Yeah. So, anyway, he got the tile. Great. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're like, yippee. The water heater was making a weird noise. How old is the water heater? It's not heater? that old. Okay. I mean, it's less than 10 years old. Okay. And it was draining. Um, were you like, the, I, you were like, uh, uh-uh, uh, don't yeah, start digging into my pipe, 10%. Right. And the pipe that was draining was hot. Oh dear. So I texted him. I was like, um. Oh, while you were there walking through, he wasn't yes, there. he wasn't there. So <gasps> okay. I was like, the, this is happening. And he said, okay, I'll be back there today. I haven't heard from him, but I'm sure it was fine. He went and checked on it. So he, he saw, whatever the problem was, he solved it. He is wanting me to replace the water heater with the tankless just to get it off the floor and a smaller thing in that ugly storage room. Okay, well, and 
I told him to just tell me how much and I would decide. It's something we can decide later. Right. But that would make it more environmentally friendly. Environmentally friendly, more functional in there, prettier. Lower utility bills. All the things. So, I mean, for the type of buyer you might get, that might be something you could advertise as an amenity. Yes. Right? New yes. roof, new, new water AC. heater, new AC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, I'm not going to talk you out of that one. I have tankless and I love it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. We have two because our house is big. How does it fill up a whole bathtub? You never like, run how, out of hot how? water. You never run out of hot water. How does it heat it so fast? Super speed. <laughs> Interesting. Because we run out of hot water at our house. Well, you have a tank. I know. There's only so much. And we, me and Tanner both take baths. Oh, man. So I'm always like, how He's long? a big guy. He needs a lot of water to fill up a tub. I need more water because he takes up more room in the tub. Oh, true story. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets out uh, the tub, it's like half. You're like, wait a minute. How does this work? Oh, uh, yeah. So well, okay. Okay. So Anything I, else? But I always have to ask him, like, how long has it been since you took your bath? Is there enough water? Like, See, I have to tankless, wait. you wouldn't have that trouble. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> so what I noticed yesterday when I went by. Okay. Is that the ceilings all look good? He has installed recessed lights everywhere. I love that. Because the ceilings are low. Yes. And that's a great secret design tip. Mm -hmm. When your ceilings are low, put in the can lights, recessed lights, so that you don't have these fixtures coming down and posing into the room. Right. Okay. Um, We took out the chandelier in the dining room. I'm doing my air quotes because it's kind of like a, it is a dining area, but it could be just part of the living room. It's it, a big, but it's, it's kind of an L shape. It's an L shaped yes. room. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's just got four can lights in there. And now okay. I feel like it just looks like you could do whatever you want with the room. Now that the chandelier is More back. options. Mm -hmm. Okay. Love it. And the walls had, you know, older homes just have that thick texture. Mm -hmm. He has... Re, he has smoothed the walls. Oh, I love it. To make them. So it looks more modern. Paint ready. It does. Okay. Um, that's where we are right now. Okay. Short little update for you. Perfect. We haven't picked your paint colors, but I did tell you a nice cabinet color. Yeah. Um, and you'll just paint the same thing on the walls. Yeah, pretty much. In every um, room. Yes. What about the trim? Will you paint it the same color? Everywhere. Trim and wall. Oh. Will you I, paint the trim different than the wall? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Oh, hey, don't stress. Next, <laughs> next, stay tuned for next week on the flip reports. When Katie picks the colors. I, I, that's a <laughs> lot of pressure. I'm just like white. I'm like paint it all right, white. Right. I want it all white. I want the trim white. I need a I good white. creamy, good creamy white. Fine. It can't get, be like, ah, it's so no, white. No, that's fine. Get Press yourself some Sherwin-Williams alabaster, 7,008. Is it creamy enough, you think? That's oh, usually what I go with. Try it out or look at snow. That's my go-to when sellers are moving. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And you could do... Why wouldn't you give yourself the same advice? And it's okay to do the walls and the trim and the crown. And that I don't know that I would do the trim and the crown the same as that color. Mm -hmm. You might want like a white dove or something See, more white. See, my house white. is white dove. And how do you like it? It's white. I like it because I have a lot of brick in my house, so it yeah. tones it down. Uh, what Also with a low ceiling like that, if you paint the walls and the trim and the ceiling all the same, it also gives the illusion of just... It being a higher, higher. seat, right? Because you're not cutting it off. Like if the wall was, let's say, a light gray, and then you had a white piece of crown, and then the ceiling, it so could white dove be that color? Or could is be it too white. I don't know. 
Okay. That's, we'll look into that. They, the the people about. don't. The people yeah. don't care. Okay. okay. Moving on to communication. Let's communicate with the people now. Okay. Y'all, they had a lot of questions about communication in the FAQ. Right. So, so what happened, you guys, two episodes ago, we did a Q&A. Yes. I'm like, FAQ. That's not right. Frequently asked questions. <laughs> they, they, yes, they were frequently asked. You're right. Um, we had a Q&A episode. We did not make it through all of the questions. No. So we're trying to see if we can hit some of these questions in the within this topic, because there were quite a few that were kind of communication focused. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want me to just ask you questions or do you want to... I would like to start off with a little disclaimer. Please. That I know email is my preferred way. Uh Uh-huh. And we're all about, you know, making it your way. Right. But we also want you to be professional Mm -hmm. and respectful Mm -hmm. in your communication with others. Yeah. So that the realtor brand can gain some respect. Right. That we run it like a business. Uh Uh-huh. And so having some professional boundaries in your communication is huge, is very important in our industry. Yeah. Um, Okay. I like the disclaimer. I would also say that, well, we'll get to the questions and then you'll see. It's okay to also take a cue from the person you are working with or working for. So if your client is better on the telephone and they want to talk, Talk to them. Yes. If they are fine with emailing and that seems to be covering all the bases, continue via email. Mm -hmm. There is no way to just do one type of communication the whole transaction. And I tell my clients, so I'm not one of those people that gives a questionnaire to my client and that says, how can I be your slave? Right. (laughs) What type of communication (laughs) do you prefer? Right. Do you prefer texting? I will only text you. Like I don't do that because I may fall short of what, they are expecting. Right, 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 right. Whereas if I tell them up front, hey, when you have houses and all these links that you want to send yeah. me, email them to me. So I am very upfront and honest that email is the best way to reach me if it is for work and okay. if you need something from me. Um, however, feel free to call me if you need something. Right. I don't tell them, do not call me. Right. I don't say that. No. But they know Email is for non-urgent. Hey, can you check on this house? Right. Can you pull this property disclosure? And then everything else, if you if you need me, I am here. I think that texting is where we all get into a little bit of trouble. We've talked about this before. And you have some pushback even with your clients. If they text you addresses and it gets buried uh, underneath yes. a bunch of other texts, all you have to do is text back, Hey, could you shoot this to me in an email so I don't lose it? Right. The end. That's all. I I don't think it's necessary for you to ignore the text or do some sort of big like uh, talk with your client. Just simply email, text back the truth, which is, hey, can you just shoot this to me in email so it doesn't get lost in my text? And then they just know that, oh, oh, when I have houses and want to send them five links, I should probably do that in the email. surely how many texts do they lose that they think they responded to? Everybody does it. So it's a relatable, it's a very relatable problem. Everybody does it. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Let me hit you with a quote before we move on. Okay. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. <laughs> that's George Bernard Shaw. But that's true. Maybe you think you told them right. or you weren't very clear in what you told them or you forgot to tell them. Mm-hmm. But you can't. The illusion. That's the biggest problem. The illusion. And that is something I have discovered a lot also is. Okay. I had a seller recently. Oh, God. Who, call you out? 
No, he <laughs> he wanted me. We he needed to get his house on the market in a hurry. Okay, I sent him over the checklist. Okay, for preparing your home for pictures. Okay, he said, "Well, the house is basically empty because my wife and kids already made the move, okay. and I am here alone until the house sells, finishing up work." Okay, so I said, "Okay, do you feel like I never, ever?" Schedule photos without seeing the house. I have been to this house before about three years ago. Okay. But I have not since come to see. But he was in such a hurry. Oh, no. I said, here's the checklist. Okay. So I show up. Mm -mm. And there are boxes everywhere covering the fireplace. Every room had a little bit of something. And I went... We cannot have photos today. And he was like, what? And I was like, no, we we cannot. I'm canceling that. Like the, the guy was canceled. Coming, the guy was coming in an hour to take photos. Like, I came early to just. <laughs> and I said, on the checklist, it says clear off your kitchen countertops. He had everything that should have been in the cabinet was on the was counter. On the countertop. And he's kind of like, oh, I'm like, you didn't open it. He didn't read he it. He didn't read it. He didn't read, like. He's like, it's fine. But a it's, seller's market, just put that a, thing out it's there. It's just a, I think he was just kind of, his wife is out of town, if, you know. and It didn't look like a problem to him. It didn't look like a problem to him. I really honestly felt like I was having a conversation with Tanner. <laughs> I was like, You're like, did this not look wrong to you? Right, right, right. What part of when I said, is the house ready for pictures? Yes. Did yes. you not understand? When you said it's basically empty. It was to him. It was to him. <laughs> and, but it just goes to show that we send them the information. You we can't. use the templates. Right, right, right. But people aren't always reading everything. No. But to be fair, for this one that went wrong, there were probably 10 that did oh, that went right. So it's, it's a small, it's a, hey, look, it's a way smaller percentage than if you didn't communicate that stuff before. Yes. To ever, you know what I mean? Like, yes. That is so. So what I did funny. was I said, here's what we're going to do. I opened it and I said, clear off countertops, empty carport, like all the you things. You read it to him. I read it to him and I came back. Two days later, and was it was done. perfect. And you were like, here you go. And I sent him the after photo, the, the pictures when I got them back. And I said, look at that beautiful fireplace that was covered I can by see boxes. It. And he said, wow, the pictures look amazing. I said, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the point. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> A lesser agent would have taken just, the photos with the stuff in I there. I know. I said, mm -mm. I could not help but like smile. Oh. And I wanted to like, I don't know. That's too funny. It was really kind of <laughs> adorable because he just thought. He was like, it's fine. It looks great. Everything's fine. I fixed it. <laughs> good? Not good? Not good. Oh, man. No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Are you ready for a question? Yep. <sighs> okay. <laughs> my question is. Do you stick to emailing the other agent for the majority of the transaction or do you have phone conversations, whether it's discussing the initial offer, negotiating extensions, inspection response, et cetera? So I think I will clarify. This question is, when would a phone call be 
used and when would an email be used? There are few times when I'm communicating with the other agent where I feel like I have to have a phone call. Okay. I pretty much keep phone calls to bad news. All right. What about pre-offer? No. I like a phone call pre-offer depending on the situation. I was going to say there are times where I may shoot a text right before the showing. Yeah. To say I am on my way there. Mm-hmm. Um is the house still is, available? Is it still available? <laughs> I am having to use that more in this market. I will tell you when I feel like a phone call pre-offer is the key. Not, yes, one. I, I do need, think it's good. I need to confirm that the house is still available. Two, are there other offers coming in? Are they in now? What does your seller want for a closing date? Listen to my sweet voice. Right. I'm going to be so nice to you during the transaction. We're going to be <laughs> buddies. Everything's going to be fine. Like... I just feel like, and just recently, I know I told you, I had a transaction where I called the agent who I've done deals with before. I said, my people looked at it. We would like to write an offer. What's the status? I knew before we went that there was one on the table. So I called and said, look, I know you have that offer. I know the response time. My people want it. Tell me, like, if there's a closing date your people would prefer. Mm -hmm. I want to write the best offer. Sure. This cannot um, be as functional in a text. It no, can work, no, but it no, can, no. but as a phone call. And do you know what? Remember, they kind of told me some information that helped me make a on better offer for my client on the phone, on the telephone. Yes, that they would probably not have put in writing. Yes, anywhere. Yeah. So y'all, I think that's a phone conversation. And then you're right, difficult, like a, a like a bad right. inspection situation, mm-hmm. a low appraisal. Yes. Oh my gosh, just make the phone call. Right. Everything mm-hmm. else can be an email. Yeah. And text really should be for emergencies because just mm-hmm. like it's hard for you to wade through them, the agent you're sending it to, it's hard for them to wade through it. Right. But I still... And I still text agents. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. But I probably wouldn't just text. No. I yeah. would also have sent it in an email or, mm-hmm. so, you know, like at least if you're going to go to the text, give them an email to go back to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else on that question? I feel like there was a few things. Um, negotiation, oh, extension, inspection response. I, I, am, I am more trying to keep communication via email with the other real estate professionals yeah. with the oh, realtors, title, title mm-hmm. lenders, all the things that you need mm-hmm. is better via email. I try to reserve the phone more for my clients mm-hmm. um, to make exceptions for them okay. more than the other agents. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Um, here we go. This is from Ariel. Yeah, it's another stormy... It is raining. Stormy afternoon on the podcast. Um, So you don't fall asleep on me. I'm good right now. You're okay. Thank goodness. Okay. Ariel said, I send out an email to all co op agents when I go under contract. Yay, systems. And in the email I have in there, please communicate with me by email. Exactly what it says in the Hustle Hubby template. It's in there in bold, and it never fails. Agents don't read it or don't respect it. What, what is her name? A- Ariel. Ariel. 
<laughs> I feel the same way, girlfriend. Okay. What I is- feel the same way. Okay, but here's the question. What is a polite way to tell them to communicate with me via email if they are texting me about transaction items? I respond via email. Okay, because she says, do I just ignore their text and send them an email? So you're saying, yes, that's what you do. No, no. So I usually say, do you mind sending me that in an email? Yeah, I, I think there's a polite way to say it. Yeah, and, just- and then I respond via email. Yeah. I think that's fine. And the more times you do that in a transaction, they'll eventually get the message. Or you know what? This particular time, you're going to have to just... There are some transactions where that agent will text you every day. You can make an effort to get the transaction to go the way you want, but you cannot assume or require it to go the way you want. Like You're just going to have to be a little more flexible. I have a hard time with this. but Well, I just... If they want to keep texting me, that also... I just like to mirror what the other person is comfortable, but I don't do as many transactions as you do. So I think I have the luxury of being able to say, look, if if texting seems to be your jam, then we'll just text. Text. Yeah. Okay. Um, But it says, I don't want to come across as rude, but it's really annoying when I have someone blowing up my phone over non-important items that I would like in my email. Or an agent who will email you, call you, and leave a voicemail, and then text you all in a 15 minutes over something not time sensitive. I'm telling you, when it is out of control like that, I do stop responding. And I only respond via email. Via email. I think that is key. And then they realize every time they go texting me, to text me, wow, she's never, it's all me. All these messages are me. I agree. I think if they have certainly (sighs) in that case where they've sent it to you all the ways, then you pick the way you want to respond. If it's email- Email. Right. Great. Great. Um, if they keep texting you, refuse to email you, just count your blessings that they're communicating with you at all. Yeah. Because there are some agents that are like ghosts. They're gone. You don't know where they are. You can't find them. And just take a screenshot yeah. of the text and send it to your email. I know it's an extra step and it is an annoyance, but it is sort of just a part of the job. Now, when I am watching a show or whatever, whatever, late at night and a client texts me, I don't respond until the next morning. Okay. If it's an agent that's calling, texting me in the evenings, I will respond to them and say, I am with my family right now and I will call you in the morning. Right. And that's me saying, I'm not doing this. Maybe you shouldn't either. Right. Perspective. Perspective. Maybe you need to go spend some time with your family (laughs) or your dog or whoever that's important to you. Or just go take a bubble bath and have some alone time. And relax. Turn Mm -hmm. it off because it's eight o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and we are not emergency room doctors. And I will talk to you tomorrow. I will talk to you tomorrow. I don't say that to my clients, but I say that to to the agents that are not respecting professional boundaries. Makes sense. Okay, there were a couple of logistical questions also. Okay. Okay, my question, this is from Lisa, is in regards to advertising to your sphere. When you send a thank you note, Christmas card, birthday card, deliver dinners, pay for lawns to be mowed, or any sort of personal branding, do you include your business card or do you just sign your name because these people know that you are a realtor? <laughs> I just sign my name because I know I'm a realtor. Same. And I'll <laughs> I'll do a YouTube a solid. Um, my thank you notes have, because I didn't like the... I just felt like it was icky sometimes to put my business card inside. Yeah. Because it felt like I'm saying thank you for something like uh, whatever. And then I put the business card in there and it was sort of like, Take I'm just, away I'm from just your thank you. So you know what I have? I have a thank you note with my contact info on the back. Beautiful. So look, 
We know that you're a realtor. It's on the back. I didn't have to add in something. It didn't feel like a salesy thing. It's yeah. just on there. So I like that. That works for, for that if situation. If I hand write a note, I may put a business card in. Depends what it what it was for. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a blanket. I mean, this is birthday card. I would never put a business card in a birthday card. Never. 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 Not in a Christmas card. Not in a birthday card. Mm-hmm. Not in any good tidings. Maybe in a nope. thank you for your referral, like you're mm-hmm. going to send me another one. Um, e- right. So I think just use your judgment. But like I said, I like my little thank you note. Yeah, I Because like then lot. it's on there and it's more like a, you know, it's not so much of I'm giving you a card. Right. I want to give you a card. <laughs> um, also, then you don't have to buy all those cards. Yes. Okay. Next question. How do you deal work with complicated, unresponsive realtors? Mm. So they're not over communicating. They're not text communicating. They are not communicating at all. <laughs> it depends what I need. If, if it's like, I need this, it is urgent. I will call text email. What do I have to do to get this question answered? And if it's been days? Yeah. Well, I'm also, is there, if I'm the listing agent, maybe I can reach out to the lender. As the listing agent, you you can just go around them. Talk to the lender and see how things are going. Go to the title office, somebody. And eventually, if I just can't reach them, I'll go to the broker. Yeah. And just, I haven't never had to do that. Okay. Have you? Mm, I don't think so. They've always responded. I've always I been agree. able to find the information I needed. Yes. I'll just, if, because if, typically as the listing agent is when you're like trying to find out something that you have no control over, right? Mm-hmm. And you're right. You just go to the title office and say, hey, I tried the agent and the lender and they won't respond. Right. Have you spoken to them? Can you reach out? Because typically when the title office reaches out to the lender, they respond. Yes. So just there's other, you're right. There's ways around that situation. Here's another good quote for you. Okay. Communication works for those who work at it. For those who work at it. Yep. John Powell. Hmm. So you got to actually work at it. Practice communication. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. We have merchandise. Yay. Can you believe it? What do we have? Uh, We have a mug. So cute. The mug is my favorite. Mm -hmm. We have a tumbler. That's my favorite. That's the one you love. And a sweatshirt is my favorite. Oh, the sweatshirt's cute. I live in a sweatshirt because my husband keeps the air on like 65. So you need it for the summer. Yeah. And then keychains. Okay. Like wrist strap keychains. So like if you want to put it in your lockbox. Oh, that's neat. I really like whenever I go to a showing and I can put the key on my wrist and then Mm -hmm. I don't worry about locking myself. About. That's awesome. So nice. So we have all of those things. Mug, cup, keychain, t-shirt, sweatshirt. Love it. All with the cute little logo. Perfect. I know it's so fun. So you guys go to hustlehumblypodcast.store. Happy shopping. Happy shopping. Okay, here's another sphere question from Barbara. Okay. Do you do something quarterly? I so love my people. I just want them to remember me when they have real estate needs without bugging them. Oh, she says, what's the plan? This is not really a communication so much as a frequency of communication. Right. And we've talked, touched on this in several episodes, but it doesn't need to be much quarterly. Well, quarterly I think. is okay. 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 I think the quarters will sneak up on you faster than you than realize. You realize. Like, Look, cons- you, yeah, I think you just sent something and next thing you know, it's the next quarter. If you consistently contact your entire database once per quarter, it is going to be effective. Yeah, 100%. If you 
consistently get through just the A's and B's once a month, it is not going to be a fail. You run out of steam. You never get to the mm-hmm. end. Just start with quarterly. And then if you feel like you have more time, then do monthly. But I don't know that you ever have to go to you monthly. You don't need to. You just don't need to. Okay. Um, would you like to hear? I have, well, I have one last question and then I'll read you these. Okay. From Clarity. She said she can't remember the episode, but we were talking about sending a quick video to internet leads. Mm. I believe it's the cold leads. Cold leads, yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you talk more about what you say and how you decide who to send that video follow-up to? So how do you communicate with this video? When do you send it? That's really only when I have the quote unquote cold lead come through the Dave Ramsey website because I'm a Dave Ramsey endorsed realtor. Right. So that's the only place I would get a lead that I've never met. Okay. You could also use this if someone comes through realtor.com. Even a referral? Yeah. I don't have one tailored to that specifically. Okay. But it basically just says, Hey, my name's Alyssa Jenkins. Thank you so much for coming through the website. I wanted to take a moment to just send you a video to introduce myself and let you know that I am here and the area that you're looking in is the area that I work. And so let me know how your schedule looks to talk and do a consultation. Love it. It's very short. Yep. And sweet. And they see your face. Yeah. It's a good way to communicate. If you're not afraid to get on video, that is a great and way I to And I think the fact that it is casual and not like me in a studio. Right. All professional. You with, want it to look like you just did it. Yes. You don't want it to like look I like I stopped. You, and, oh, like, hey, it's oh, me. Hey, yeah. Here just, I am. Right. I'm a real person. Mm-hmm. I'm a real person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you like to hear the seven C's of communication? Sure. Okay. These were created by Scott Cutlip, the University of Wisconsin professor, um, in in his book, I think it's called Effective Public Relations, published in 1952. Wow. Wow. Still stands. Well, it's Google says. Right. (laughs) So still still valid. I'm going to tell you the seven C's and you can tell me if there's that they still stand. Clarity. Are you clear in what you were saying? Do we know what you're talking about? (laughs) Do we we even know what you're talking about? What are you talking about? What are you trying to tell me? Uh, Correctness. Okay. So So is it accurate? accurate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Conciseness. (laughs) Get to the point. (laughs) We don't need to know your life story. Just tell me what I need to do. Uh, Courtesy. You're so good at this one. I am so proud of my courtesy. I'm good at the communication. And you're good at yeah, the you are courtesy. <laughs> right. Let's we need to figure out a way to marry these things. I'm working on it. Okay. I think that's great. The next one is concreteness. Oh, what's that mean? Well, I'll, I'll have to deep dive. I'm just reading the, the off the main list. Okay. Consideration and completeness. Mm. I will say some of that sounds redundant, like correctness, completeness. Right. But anyway, those are the seven C's of communication. Mm. You want to learn more, you can go online and just go to town. Okay. Okay. Um, What do you think, where do you think most people go wrong when they're talking to their clients? How about that? By not just setting the expectations early. Okay. By saying, yes, and when you look at houses, if you need me to check any, just send them to my email. So when I get to my computer or these are my office hours, just setting yeah, I the expectation that, up front. Right. People don't actually communicate their business practices. Mm-mm. So do you have business hours? 
How do you handle showings? What are your buyer rules? Like what, what is your niche? Like what are, where do you communicate this information to the mm -hmm. public? How, mm -hmm. if you've got a new client, how do they know to call you if they see a for sale by owner sign? How right. do they know what to do if they want to go to a new construction neighborhood? Like where did they find that information? So many realtors have the mindset that the client is the boss and the client is the one communicating and the client is the one telling us what to do. And the client is the one dictating how the transaction is run and it could not be further from the truth. Yep. It is our job to be the professional and do the majority of the communication and the guiding and the directing and yeah. Getting it, yeah, I mean, that's our job. Facilitating communication, even between your client and the lender, your mm -hmm. client and the, here's a great example. Okay. In the templates, there is a, a part that says the title company is going to reach out to you and ask you for your personal information, including your social security number. Because I cannot tell you how many times I had a client, typically a seller, who's not selected the title office, gets a random call from XYZ title, and they start asking them questions like marital status and their social security number and their mortgage loan number. And they're like, well, I don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the seller can get a little nervous about just giving that information out, except when I added that into the template, no longer did anyone freak out when a title office called them and said, mm -hmm. can I have your social? Right. Now, typically, I would also add in the step of once the buyer told me who it was and once I made that email response to XYZ title that gave my clients contact info, I would shoot an email or a text that said, Hey, Mr. Smith, XYZ title is the one who's going to be contacting you. Right. I don't have to reiterate the whole story like of they're going to ask you for this stuff, but I at least can say it's this is the title company. So when the now title you know. company emails me saying, hey, Alyssa, we need your client's information, I reply and copy my client. I do that sometimes too. And now they're like, oh, they see me, they see the title company, yeah. the title company sees them. And they have the, the template before that said, yes. you're going to get these yes. calls. So it's very helpful. And then I think with the communication too, another one that it really helped with is the feedback. Yeah. You know, after every single yes. showing, I when the door closes. Have come. you heard? Have you heard? No. I have not gotten those phone calls because I have communicated that this is how feedback right. works. This is what's going to happen. It could take 24 hours or never. Yeah. And this is the process for feedback. Right. So I really can't think of the last time I had a Someone. seller mm -hmm. say any feedback. Like none. Within the hour. Right. Of, well, they don't do it. No, they don't. They've already... They saw communicated the, yeah. the expectation. So they have to communicate what the expectation is. And then right. they know, and then it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, what sort of communication would you hold back? Like, mm -hmm. I do think some agents maybe, oh, and this comes up in all of our um, episodes about emotions and mm -hmm. boundaries, but like, I think there are some things that agents over communicate. Okay. So I just had a transaction Okay, where... Um, the agent totally lost control of her buyer. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not saying it's her fault. Sometimes you just... People are people. People are people. Um, I got the 
inspection confirmation from the home inspector because he saw it was my listing. Okay. But I had never gotten a request in showing time. So I told the aide, I, I emailed her the confirmation and said, hey, I, I just got this. Right. I didn't get anything in showing time. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know he scheduled the home inspection. Whoa. So then she's like, oh, my gosh, he's wanting all these things. I'm so sorry. And he's just he's freaking out about this because of this. And she 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 called me while they were like at the end of the home inspection. Oh, no. And she's just rambling about all the things, and every like, single wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Do we have to talk about this? So my sellers were like, hey, how'd the home inspection go? And I just said, I have not gotten the repair request yet. So... I, you know, they, it usually gets to report the next day. We'll see what they put together. I was freaking out too. Well, then I get this repair request and it's like seller to clean and service air conditioner. That was it? Yes. And you were like, good thing you didn't communicate all of that to your seller. Yes. They would have freaked out. Yes. And I was because she freaked me out. And she was because she needed to just take a beat. Yeah. And it pretty much went like this the whole rest of the transaction. And I'm not really sure who was the... Who's to blame? If the buyer really was bad, I don't know. I mean, there were some red flags, but everything ultimately went fine. Yes. It closed. But I think that it is our job to buffer. Be the buffer. Yeah. And, you know, it saved my sellers a restless night's sleep wondering, oh, no. Right. What are they going to do? What are we going to do? Are we moving? Are we going to go back on the mark? No. No. They didn't know. They just slept like little babies and not my baby, but babies. (laughs) Babies that sleep. Babies babies that sleep. Um, They slept great. And then they woke up the next... Oh, that is thunder, friends. I right. saw the lightning. The light. Like, it was glasses. right. It was right there. Crazy. Oh. Um. So yes, I think that just. And then if we had gotten a bad repair request, we don't need to say things like "so this buyer is crazy." Oh my heavens! Please don't. No, we just need to say. These are things that the buyer is yeah. very concerned about. When it's a really bad one or some <laughs> bad news, I'll just say. Please let me know how you would like to respond. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to put my opinion in here. Or like if I get a really low offer, choose your words wisely. Yes. Sometimes I'll say, I'm sure you may want to counter this offer. Mm-hmm. You know, or like I put that seed in there. Not like, don't make it feel like you brought the bad offer. No. Right? You're just... A messenger. Mm-hmm. But I think the way you frame your message is huge yes. in getting to the closing table. It's our job to remain calm. Yes. And to handle, to let them feel taken care of. Right. They are in the hands of a professional. Oh, you know what the other one is? Always use this. You know, especially in a difficult, always in a difficult situation, you tell them whatever the thing is, and then you say, you let me know um, what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. What are you comfortable with? Mm -hmm. What would make you comfortable? If there's a trouble, like they need more information, they're trying to, just let me know what what you're comfortable, because you as the agent have to take the stand that you're willing to walk away from any transaction to protect or facilitate what your client wants. Right. If you're trying to hold it together, for your reasons, they're going to pick up on that. Yes. And then they're going to feel like 
they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. So you just, what are you comfortable with? Another similar situation. I did have one that had kind of a crazy buyer. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, causing some troubles. It was just a mess. But at the final walkthrough, he sends this ridiculous list oh, of every scratch on the floor. You were the listing agent? Mm-hmm. Okay. Things that had been there the whole time. The whole time. Um, the refrigerator is now gone, and there was like a quarter size discoloration on the wall, but it was dry. <gasps> it wasn't a leak or anything, but he wanted all these tests. I just, no. 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 Just no. No. I, long story short, I just handled it and put it to rest and never brought it to my sellers. And you he handled agreed. it with the agent and the buyer. Yes. You didn't tell I the didn't seller. bring anything to no. my seller. I didn't even have anything to, to bring. Right. I, I, um, Mr. Seller, will you rip up your floor and replace it? No. 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 Like, it's, no. So I just, I handled it. Right. He ended up having a closing delay. <laughs> and we could not close on the Friday that we wanted to. Oh, gosh. So the agent called me and said, I think I know the answer to this after what we just went through. But since we can't close till Monday, he, he wanted would to like get in to there? know if he could have early occupancy. Well, he shouldn't have acted like that during the walkthrough. And I said, if he made that list in 15 minutes during the final walkthrough. No way. He is not having access to the house for three days before we close. No. Absolutely not. No. She said, do you want to call your sellers? No. I do not. He is not having access to the home. So she said, I understand. Thank you. I will call my buyer. So I got to thinking, I probably should let my sellers know I made that decision. I didn't want to overstep too far. Okay. So I called them and I said, hey, guys. I just want to let you know that there are things, everything's fine. There are a few things that I have been buffering for you. Okay. Oh, okay. And because of this closing delay, he wanted to move in early. And I made the executive decision to say no. Okay. Without consulting you based on some things I have been dealing with in the transaction. And they were like, really? Tell us the juicy. Yeah. They're like, Wow. They were like, well, thank you. Because, right. They, thank you. Yeah. They were just like, oh, man. Something's going on. Yes. And they were just, I said, so I just wanted to let you know that. He might bring it up. If it's brought up, I wanted you to be aware. I shut that down. That I shut that down. And they said, well, we agree. Agree. Whatever you think. We're doing that. We agree. And I said, okay, good. I just, I felt like I needed to make this phone call just to let you know. Oh my God. And they were like, okay, well, thanks. And then like 30 minutes later, um, they texted me in the group text. Thanks again for handling everything for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No yeah. problem. You're welcome. Guess what? I'm not the agent to say. Guess what these buyers did again? Right. Like, we're not here to fuel the drama flame. It, look, gossip no. and and all of that has no place in a real estate transaction. No. Your your seller, your buyer does not need to know what the other agent said, what their client said that was related to you. You can be the end of that communication. Mm-hmm. You can just stop. Guess what? Buck stops here. I'm not I'm not putting that on to my client. Um one more so- story. Oh, yes, please. 
I have some buyers right now that are buying with an agent that I have had trouble <laughs> just communicating with in the past. Okay. You think I'm dry. Okay. Whoa. So I know. I know. <laughs> I'm over here like, dang. Like, okie dokie. Um, I have never gotten what I wanted on behalf of my clients. Not going to happen. With this one. Okay. So it was an old house and it was a really long inspection report. Okay. You're the buyer's agent. Oh, nuts. And it was a multiple offer situation, Mm -hmm. and we almost didn't win. Like, she almost just rejected us. She basically sent me a text that said, can your people come higher, or do I need to send you a rejection? Whoa. And I said, is this my multiple offer notice? Like, are you letting me know? Yes, we have another offer. That's why I'm asking. Okay, well, let me talk to my clients and get you a mm-hmm. highest and best offer. Mm-hmm. So I did let them know. I said, hey, guys, I have worked with this agent before. Right. Um, it is a little bit cut and dry. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't get a lot of information. I'm not going to be able to elaborate on much. Yeah. I have asked what the sellers prefer for a close date. I have not heard back. I... I'm just letting you know that that's just kind of yeah. how this goes. Right. And they were like, okay, you know, no. Now they know yeah. what we're – Well, what are we working with? And so when the inspection went the way it did and I typed the draft repair request, I said, guys, I have typed this draft repair request. I think we might need to be prepared that we have spent a whole day going back and forth finalizing this. And, and they may say no yeah. to all of it. They they just might. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we're – the way that things have been going so far, we're, that we, would be – We kind of thought that yeah. that might be the case. I said, but all we can do is try. And then you get to decide right. if you want to buy the house mm-hmm. or not. So all we can do is our best, and you get to decide. Yeah. So we submitted it. It was like eight things mm-hmm. that were really big things oh, that God. need to be done. And they agreed to two of them. And I was like, no. But I called my people and they said, well, we're just really excited that they agreed to two of them. Yes. We thought they were going to say no to everything. And I thought, great. Me too, actually. Right. I thought they were going to say no to everything too. I thought you would be more upset about it. But I think they were just prepared that I told them. Well, right. We may, in this market, they might just say no. Right. So when we got two, all You're of a like, sudden, win. was a, it was a win. When in any other market, this would have been a not a win for I, sure. Right. So I think clearly knowing how to buffer, what to buffer, when to buffer. I said nothing about this agent's integrity, professionalism. Prof- thank you. You I, were professional. I did not say anything about that to my clients. I just said I have worked with this agent and yes. this is how it goes. We don't get a lot of information. It's right. very cut and dry. There's not a lot of negotiating. Yeah. But you get to decide if you want to buy the house right. or not and that's the good news. So that's great let's news. just do what we can do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Good communication is the bridge between confusion and clarity. Hmm. That's very true. That was Nat Turner. It's so true. Because if you don't explain how feedback works, they are very confused. They're very confused. They don't understand we, why they didn't find out right then. We have talked about this many times, but you 
go through real estate transactions every day as your job. Most buyers and sellers go through them five to seven to 10 years. It's in between three, you know, on a faster one. They, even if it's two to three years, they don't remember and they were probably on the opposite side. Right. They were a buyer. Now they're a seller. They don't know. They don't know. You cannot overcome. You cannot communicate enough what the process is and what to expect. And that's why sometimes I even take paragraphs from the templates. Yeah. Like the longer ones, like mm-hmm. the you're under contract now, what happens next. Yeah. And I might copy and paste it, just like the appraisal section, Mm -hmm. and resend it after the inspection is over. Like, hey, this is what's happening. Yes. So resending the same email or, hey, guys, I know I sent this email to you right when we went under contract, but I'm resending it here so that you have the checklist, the move out checklist again. There's nothing wrong. I have sent the same email several times where I'll say, hey, I know I sent this three weeks ago, but... Here just it is update. again, just, yeah. just in case. Mm-hmm. And they're, they they always appreciate that. Oh, oh they always appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about when your client is upset, how that communication goes down. I mean, I guess it just depends what they're upset about. I just wanted to make sure that we pointed out that a lot of times your client just needs you to listen mm-hmm. while they vent about a situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they want to cancel the listing or the contract that their house they're buying. It doesn't mean that they're mad at you. It de- Sometimes they just need to express Mm -hmm. their feelings about a situation, whether you can fix it or not. And you getting all antsy and worked up and, you know, upset about it doesn't help. Sometimes they just need to say what they got to say and you got to listen and just say, I understand your concerns or your frustration. You know, sometimes I'm just like, you maybe just sleep on it and we'll talk about it again tomorrow. So I just finished this book for like the third time. Oh, what is it? (laughs) How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen. Yes. And I have found that these methods not only work on your children. Perfect. But on your husbands. Oh, and your clients. And your clients. (laughs) And other agents. And other agents. Tell us some gems. The step one, no matter what the situation is, Mm -hmm. is to acknowledge feelings. Oh, yeah, I like it. So your kid comes home angry, throwing things around, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to say, well, don't do that. Mm -hmm. You say, you look like you had a hard day at school. Yeah. Or you look like you're not very happy right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But that's always step one. And then everything else just kind of flows from there. But um, just saying... I know that it stinks that you can't move in this weekend. Right. Right. You know, I am just as upset as you are that this happened. Right. I am so upset with you that these sellers won't agree to our repair requests. Right. Just acknowledging it for what it is. Yeah. Because sometimes there's not always a solution. No. No, 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 no. But you're right. Just letting them listen, offering some solutions eventually. Right. Um, But... Sometimes I like to deliver the news, tell them I'll get back to them with yes. some thoughts. Yes, <laughs> like just, I do. Here's the news. Stew on that for a bit, and then we'll revisit. Mm-hmm. We don't, or we know, or even with offers. We've talked about this before. Low offer. What you know? Just here it is. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it in the morning. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it in a couple of hours. I I yeah. don't want to talk about it right now. Right while you're 
having your initial reaction. There are many times where it's usually the truth, but I'll say, hey, guys, I saw they just sent us their repair request. Right. I used the template. Here's what happens next. Right. I'm headed into a few appointments, but wanted to get this to you quickly. We can talk at four o'clock. Right. You know, just letting them have some time. Yeah. With the news. They need time mm-hmm. and space to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. I had another quote. Communication, the human connection, is the key to personal and career success. Yeah. I would agree with From that. Paul Meyer. Well, yeah. It just, you have to communicate. You cannot mm-hmm. communicate too much. No. Unless you're giving emotionally charged communications that would be more like gossip from the other agent side. But otherwise, you cannot communicate too much. No. Um, All right. Here's the last one. If you just communicate, you can get by. But if you communicate skillfully, you can work miracles. Mm. Jim Rohn. That's good. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot you can accomplish with some good communication. Mm Mm-hmm. People just need to know what's going on. Yes. Just what's going on. And that you're there. What's happening and next. And that you're aware. Yeah. Yes. What's next? What's happening what's next? next? What's next? Right. Don't don't have them ask <sighs> you. Over-communicate what's coming next. Hey, I'm just checking in to let you know we haven't had any showings this. Y'all, one day it is not going to be a seller's market. Right. Because we've been there. Yep. And one day you're going to have sellers who want to call you every day and be like, why isn't my house selling? Why isn't it showing? One day this is going to happen. And you're going to be so happy if all you do is get to them before they get to you. Yes, that's the goal. And once a you say... Hey, just checking in. Wanted to let you know. No showings this week. No calls on the sign. Other houses in your neighborhood are taking two to four months to sell. Whatever it is. Yes. Just talk to them. You communicate before they come looking for you. And right now, I'm having to do this with buyers. Yeah. Because I have them set up on searches. Mm-hmm. And I am not getting any notifications. It's the reverse. I keep going in and checking You're to like, make sure their notifications are on. Bro- it's broken. Is this thing on? <laughs> and then I email them and say, hey, guys, I know we haven't talked in a few days. I have not seen anything hit the market. I'm still looking. Right. Have y'all seen anything that has caught your eye? If so, send it my way. I'll do the same. But just wanted to let you know I'm here. That's important. I send that email a lot lately. Yikes. Well, it's the same as the seller one when the market's the other way. Right. Great. Just I just want to let you know, know I'm here. I'm here. I'm aware of what's going on. Exactly. So, Any other thoughts on communication? No, I don't think so. Perfect. Okay. Glad we were able to catch some more questions with that one. All right. Ready for a toast? Here we go. This toast is from Ariel Schroeder. Um, I'm trying to see. Okay. Oh, Ariel submitted one of our questions today. So that's Yes, I was going to say, I know yes. her name. Ariel submitted one of our questions. Okay. She would like to give a toast to two of the agents on her team. Okay. I'm going to read in parentheses. She says, I know y'all aren't a fan of teams. Ha-ha. <laughs> Neither was I, but I fell into a team lead position and I love it. Good. Which is why I'm such a fan of your show. You... All give me easy, digestible content to relay to the agents. We're not against Wonderful. teams. No, we're not against teams. <laughs> but we, just because we're solo agents, that's so mean funny. Um, okay, 
Uh, so anyway, Ariel wants to toast to Jordan Heath and Sarah Davis. They are both newer to the business, but they love to learn and they love to listen to the show. Great. Great. They also are doing a great job working their sphere and stepping up their social media game. Okay. Oh, I want to give them props for putting themselves out there and doing the work. I'm proud of them. That's wonderful. Okay. So cheers to Jordan and Sarah. Thank you to Ariel for the question and the nice toast. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.